panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three um, CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Also acknowledging the intersection of the LGBTIQ and Indigenous communities, including sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledging their unique contributions to diversity on and around the lands. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show, and um, you can do that via email, outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 215, and you can also tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And also uh, look for the posts on Facebook on the 3CR Out of the Pan. So I'll start that again. Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And um, on the pay, my personal page, Sally Goldner. Post under there if you have comments or, dare I say, queries. Um, on the show today, catching up at around quarter past 20 past 12, if you're listening live, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time with Martine Delaney, and we'll find out what the truth is um, from the point of view of transforming Tasmania um, behind um, the Tasmanian birth certificate um, proposed reforms and um, get rid of some of the myths. Nothing like a bit of debunking. There's a good word. Um, It's like Sesame Street. Today's program is brought to you by the word debunking. And... Also, um, have a look at a whole heap of things what are going on. So get in touch with the show. Um, Lots of things happening. Well, um, two reasons for starting with um, Shane McMahon's theme from WWE, Here Comes the Money. Oh, dear. um, Crown Jewel might go down as one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. But that has nothing really to do with the queer community, does it? Um, And as for Shane McMahon, suddenly entering the finals of the... Um, WWE World Cup and um, taking the Miz's spot I don't think so but that is not probably why you're tuning into this show um, because we also played Here Comes the Money because well I could be dry human and say yes it's election time Um, and it is so um, yes there's been a big announcement during the week where in relation to the Victorian Pride Centre now let's just go back over the last, it's just over three years since the Pride Centre was first announced and we had funding from City of Port Phillip in terms of the land um, for the, the, the site on Fitzroy Street and on the site of the old um, Munro's. <coughs> oh, I hate that one that happens on air. Um, no, Munro's is not something that was BS at all. Um, that was a totally unintentional sneeze. Um Side of the old Munro's restaurant, which was often a place where trans people uh, met or gathered. I know many a time after a Seahorse committee meeting or a Seahorse actual meeting, we'd pop on down there for a, 
well, wonderful bowl of minestrone soup, but no longer there. Um, so great, grand hysterical significance, um, as Bugs Bunny would have said. Um, and so then the state government's committed $10 million. Well, along comes the announcement during the week that if elected at a federal level, now, of course, we're in a state election period here in Victoria, the uh, federal government will contribute um, 10 million buck- um um, sorry, some more money, eight to ten million buckarupus, and also help Joy um, with six hundred thousand dollars to get Joy from its current Burke Street location into the Pride Centre when it opens. Um, that was Joy being a proposed major tenant of the Pride Centre. So, what do we think of that in the LGBTI communities? Now, um, there's all sorts of things you could say, and um, well, one of them is that, yes, this is a very welcome start, and this is good thinking that we've got, goodness me, we've got our state and federal, um, one of the um, political parties is communicating at the state and federal level. Thing is, it's only the start. The question is for all parties, what are you going to do on all of the LGBTI issues? What will you do for um, trans and gender diverse and by mental health, which is significantly worse than gay and lesbian, which of course in turn is significantly worse due to heterosexual with the direct linkage being the discrimination faced. What will, in terms of trans issues, will a a federal Labor Party do to end the injustices in terms of hormonal and um, surgical treatment, whereby most public hospitals, which are supposed to obey anti-discrimination laws, will not have their their endocrinologists, will not um, supply hormones to trans people because, according to some endocrinologists, it's, quote, trans is still, quote, an experimental process. Will you sit down with endocrinologists and work with them so they can start um, not being so anti-law and order? Um, In terms of surgery, similar thing. Will public hospitals start doing surgery um, as is needed? Will the out-of-pocket costs for surgeries um, for those trans, uh, those assigned male at birth, often mostly trans women, of course, who need to have that surgery. It's fifteen to twenty thousand dollars out of pocket just for that surgery in Australia. Trans men, a lot more. So, lots more to be done. And whilst I'm not someone um, with an intersex variation, obviously, ending unwanted surgeries against intersex infants and greater understanding of the variations of hormonal and um, genetic situations in terms of intersex variations would be most welcome. So we'll welcome more policy announcements on that. However, there was one that didn't get as much coverage. This was um, the announcement made by Federal Deputy Deputy Opposition Leader um, Tanya Plibersek is on the Victorian Pride Centre's website. It was streamed live on Facebook at the time in this high-tech world. But um, we also had an announcement during the week Um, in this case, from the Greens in relation to the state election of a housing initiative. And Lydia Thorpe, the candidate for Northcote, has announced that the Greens would establish a trans and gender diverse community facility, quote unquote, in Northcote, providing vital community and healthcare services, um, as well as much needed accommodation. Now, this is interesting. There's lots of um, trans facilities and that sort of thing. But it's interesting they've added in accommodation. I'm not aware of which um, you know trans organisations the Greens consulted with in the release of this policy. Um, it would be a drop-in centre and community hub to connect TGD people to services, information and resources. Well, there's lots of good support groups doing that already, so I hope they'd link in with those groups. 
um, and the opportunity for healthcare providers to co-locate services in the TGD facility. It would be operated and run by trans and gender diverse people. So an interesting um, thought there. Um, and that was announced on Thursday, um, the 1st of November. So, yeah, lots of announcements coming through. Look, good to see interest in various parts of LGBTI communities. As I say, we need to make sure all are covered. And look, if um, any political party has an announcement that's related to any or all of the LGBTI communities, obviously we're now in an election period and under broadcasting guidelines, we have to give equal coverage on this show. So Liberal Party, get your positive um, new LGBTI policies through anyone else, Reason Party, Socialists, um, I'm... Rise Up Australia, if you have a policy on LGBTI that's positive and new, we'll put it to air. Um, we have to give equal time. So there you go. All right. Um, now, there's lots of other things happening during the week. Um, one that broke later in the week that interestingly hasn't had a huge amount of coverage in Australia, although it was broken interestingly on a Christian website and with the Daily Terror. And in a repeat program of September, our Prime Minister... Um, well, that's his title anyway, um, when he, back then, of course, he did the dreaded Gender Whisperers T-shirt. Remember to get your Gender Whisperer merchandise and support not-for-profit causes via Redbubble. Um, well, this week he claimed that um, having greater um, inclusivity on documents like birth certificates and passports was transgender nonsense, quote-unquote. I should have given a content warning there, sorry. Now, that's not attacking the issue that in my opinion, it is vilification. It is not rational, it's not reasonable, and it incites hatred against a group of people. So that's simply not on. And frankly, Scott, I don't know why you keep going down a dead-end path, but if you want to run into a brick wall, sort of coyote style, um, I suppose that's your choice, isn't it? And as for the ludicrous um, commentary, um, opinion column in last Sunday's Herald Sun, I'm going to ask Martine about this in the next segment, um, I'm from Peter Power Player Credulin, um, incredulous, incredulous. Sorry. Um, well, the more the less said, the better. But I suppose we'd better work through it with someone who has the expertise. So yes, it's all happening um, in the community at the moment. In those immortal words. So um, lots to keep an eye on, and of course, got an announcement to make. Could get lots of politicians in, and of course, if they ask, um, come on in. But um, I figure. Let's get to the grassroots of our communities. That's what 3CR is here for. So I can happily announce next week on the show will be Rebecca Dominguez from Bisexual Alliance Victoria and Felicity Marlowe's from Rainbow Families. And the week after on the 18th, um, in the lead up to Trans Day of Remembrance, have Dale Park from the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby on and he'll be talking about the survey that the LGBTI communities have put together um, of the various parties based on the election booklet that was released in September. And if you can go to rainbowvotes.org.au, you can see that booklet, which has comprehensive sections on bi, trans, intersex, and many other. All right, um, let's um, get ourselves into the mood to talk to um, Martine from Tasmania with this, well, I think we can say Tasmanian classic from John Williamson. Um, hey, True Blue, no? Um, you'll come back to Tassie. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR will be broadcasting live from the steps of the Victorian Parliament House in support of Defend and Extend Public Housing's 10-day vigil. Public housing, everybody's business. 
Join the anarchist world this week at Parliament House, 10am to 11am, on two Wednesdays, the 14th and 21st of November. And yes, there is more. Also join Talk Back With Attitude at Parliament House, 10 to 11am, Thursday the 15th and the 22nd of November. Make public housing a significant issue for the forthcoming state election. Join us for these live broadcasts on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. Hi, I'm Stuart. Hi, I'm Marita. We are the Orb Weavers, and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital radio. And streaming at 3cr.org.au. Streaming, no, streaming at 3cr.org.au, also on 855 AM, 3CR Digital and um, On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company and pride of the messages. Appropriately enough, anyone would think this program was planned sometimes. We heard from John Williamson from The Winners, um, the 1997 country music compilation, and you'll come back to Tassie. Well, there could be more reason to feel happy about living in Tasmania if some good birth certificate proposals to go through and on the line to talk about said proposals all the way over the other side of Bass Strait is from Transforming Tasmania, Martine Delaney. Martine, welcome to 3CR. Thank you, Super Valley. Good to be with you um, and um, thanks for your time on a Sunday. Um, um, so Tasmania is um, wanting to get to a more equitable um, situation in regard to birth certificates. I'll start with trans and gender diverse people, and that will be the majority focus of our conversation, but I'll bring in some other wrinkles as Uh we go along. Um, So what is it that Transforming Tasmania wants to um, do to achieve um, equity for um, trans and gender diverse Tasmanians in relation to birth certificates? Well, we're asking... Parliament to remove um, the requirement for gender to be gender markers to be shown on birth certificates at all. Okay, um, so the, yeah. the the critical words there to me seem to be shown on birth certificates. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, there's been a, a pretty heavy sort of misinformation campaign by the, the state government to um, to try and convince people that we're trying to create a genderless society. That if you don't have a gender marker on a birth certificate that your parents will be taking home children with no gender, that they won't know what they can call them, all sorts of things. But um, it's just about not showing it on the birth certificate. So there'll still be a gender marker, we'll say, deep in the um, the depths of the um, birth, deaths and marriages registry in Tasmania. Yeah, well, whether it's on the on the register itself or somewhere else, the, the registrar has the power with any information that's collected at the time of birth to record them elsewhere ah. um, in their record system, as would the health department. Um, it would go on, still go onto ABS forms, etc. but it wouldn't be displayed on birth certificates because that's where it causes the problem and where it actually serves no purpose. 
Well, that, that's the thing. The birth certificates to say who you are rather than any gender that you are. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have yet to find anybody who, other than the on the issue of marriage, has had to prove their gender with a birth certificate in well, in time, in recent years, for years and years and years, it's just not been a thing. People use it to prove their age, people use it to prove their name, but they do not use it to prove they are male or female or anything else. Yep. So the thing is, if it's not on the birth certificate, that's great. It saves us having to go through guffuffles for, say, job interviews or something where for whatever reason they've asked for a birth certificate. But yep. there is still a marker that will be buried in there somewhere. And if someone believes, let's say it's, uh, I'll use myself as a straw case, a signed male at birth, like, yes, I was born in Victoria, but pretend I was born in Tassie and I realise down the track that my true sense of self is female and so I've currently I'm being recorded somewhere as male. Um, well, let's go through the, pro, what, let's say, what is needed, um, what you're wanting to need to change that. And well, you're, you're, in, your, in, in your case, if, if you decided that your birth certificate with a male mark on it was causing you problems, you could simply go to birth, deaths and marriages and ask for a, a new certificate which didn't have a marker on it. Ah. For, parents, for, for parents coming home with a, a new child, um, when they fill in the form, they would be able to ask to have a gender mark on there if they really insisted on it. Um, but the default position would be that there would not be a marker on that. Right. So there's a few things that come out of that. There's still the issue. There's still there's the good possibility choice, which is always a good thing. Choice and flexibility. You can you or the parent or the person or the parent slash guardian can have a marker if they want to, which is inclusive. That's the first thing. Yes. And the second thing though is if there is a marker and. Yeah, it's realised that it just doesn't fit someone's sense of self. Um, is it currently the case in Tasmania that you can change it, and on what basis is it? Surgery, affirmed well, identity? At the moment, at the moment, um, until they pass the legislation that's actually put this bill on the table, is, is as a result of last year's marriage amendments. Um, the state, like every other jurisdiction, has to remove um, the forced divorce mm-hmm. requirement that currently exists. Um, and second, secondly, you are required, currently required to have surgery prior to, um, prior to requesting that you have to be able to produce documentation from medical practitioners that you've undergone yep. sterilization in order to change your birth certificate. And that too would be removed. That, that section would just be repealed so that you didn't have to have surgery. Um, if you wish to change your marker, but still have a marker on there. But in the the event that you didn't want a marker, you could simply ask for a a birth certificate without a marker on it. Right. But so in terms of changing the records wherever they are, it would just be a case of asking? You would apply. You would apply. Just fill out a form. Would it need um, one of the things that was asked for in Victoria a couple of years ago? Is who would have to sign off on that? If it was an adult, would they just have to, someone just have to sign a if form? If it was an adult, you would simply fill out a, a stat deck ah. saying that you wished you identified and wished to have it removed. Um, or if if you're a child up to the age of sixteen, there's a process. The, the legislation will provide a process for that to happen with 
um, one parent support. If no parents, then that would um, possibly need to be determined by a magistrate. But yeah. but kids prior to the age of 16 will have a process that allows them to do it. All right. So it's pretty much, um, you know, sort of um, bringing things up to, you know, acceptable, almost world-class standards. No medical intervention, no medical sign-off, just, you know, a stat deck. Nope. The person, pertness, person witnessing the stat deck would have to be one of the usual stat deck type of people, which from memory I think are doctors, lawyers, psychologists. Pharmacists, yes. Yeah, all those sort of people. Yeah. Um, so that's all cool. And, of course, yes, you mentioned, of course, the forced divorce situation. We, you know, we're at the moment where five ticked off and three to go, <laughs> including Tasmania. So yeah. we've also got to find out what's happening. Well, I think I think Tasmania is, the, is delaying that in the hope that they'll be able to get this, these other amendments to go away because there won't be time to deal with them. Ah, uh, yes. There will be. There will be. All right. So... That is is what is being asked for, which of course in trans terms is perfectly reasonable. But we had there has been a lot of beat up. Um, Peter, um, you know, sort of um, Credlin wrote a horrendous um, column. Well, it was in um, the Murdoch various Murdoch media in last Sunday's um, paper, which was of course um, yeah. probably the less said the better. But if you want to comment, I'll leave it in your. <laughs> I'll put that ball ball in uh, your court. Um, without no, swearing no, and without defaming, media, I'd better say. <laughs> I think in, I think in the last um, fortnight there have been in Murdoch papers and in a couple of Fairfax papers there have been probably about five opinion pieces slamming the idea of removing gender, um, all based on a total lack of knowledge of what's really going on, um, and all suggesting that same old thing that we're trying to create a genderless society and remove the rights of parents to to bring up children. Gender, um, which is ridiculous. We all grow up with the gender identity we were destined to have. Yeah. Um, and taking a birthmark, a marker off a, a birth certificate is not going to change that. There is no way it can change that. So um, that's been going on. And, and really, it, the, the problem for me with all of that is that all it does is create a whole lot of division. Um, and when you create division, you find the sorts of things that trans and gender diverse people in Tasmania have been finding and that's it. You cop a whole lot of quite abusive stuff on social media and in the media uh, and a lot of ill-informed or misinformed um, commentary that, that can only do harm. And the longer the Tasmanian government drags this out and refuses to come and sit at the table and talk about doing this sensibly, then um, the more harm's going to be done. It gets back to the same sort of thing we had last year in the marriage the marriage survey process when the no campaign did the canvas to turn it into a debate about um, about gender and boys in dresses, etc. It, it's just a, a dirty hate campaign that does nobody any good. Absolutely. Really? Yes. Oh, look, causes totally. a lot of harm. Causes a lot of harm. You know, there's still a sense of particularly trans and gender diverse people and families of younger trans and gender diverse recovering from 12 months ago and we are of course coming up for that period um you know sort of some people will be celebrating one year of the result since the end result yeah the announcement of the result of the postal survey and um for other people it will bring up a lot of trauma i suppose i would mention that to call q life in um, including switchboard which covers victoria and tasmania on 1800 184 527 for assistance or a trusted friend or health service um, because it is a huge issue. 
So um, the other thing, of course, late late this week, which has only just emerged, has been once again our Prime Minister. Do you think he would have learnt after the first time because he got canned for the gender whisperer uh-huh. stuff in September and right on about Thursday, Friday, he actually used the term transgender nonsense, again, without swearing or defaming. What are your thoughts on that? Um, look, I'm, yeah, I've learned to bite my tongue on some of this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's pure, it's, it's just dog whistling to to create division. That, that's all you could describe it as. I mean, yeah. it's not a line. Bill Shorten's also described it as nonsense, which um, is really quite interesting because we're not doing anything that, that is, in fact, outside. ALP policy platform. Um, oh. So I, I think it's pretty it's pretty poor on the part of both leaders to just stoop to that sort of behaviour. Because again, they're just contributing to the potential for harm to, to good people who are simply asking to be treated equitably. That's Absolutely. all it is. It's not asking for anything special. It's not asking for favours. We're not doing something that hasn't already been done in other parts of the world. What we're doing is in line with the of the Arctic Charter plus 10 principles. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's just crazy to be stirring up stuff for, for the sake of trying to, to score a few votes in the electorate. Well, that's right, which it, which it won't do. It's, it's not, I don't think it's biting, to be honest. Um, I know it causes a huge amount of hurt, as you say, for our communities, but I get the feeling a lot of people, there is a movement back to a bit of Oh, hang on a second, you know, when these sorts of things come up. Well, I, I think the marriage survey was proof of that because if you look at it, the No campaign did spend tens of millions of dollars mm. and their focus was to turn it into a, into a debate about um, gender identity and, and trans rights. That, that's where they went and despite all their efforts to turn it into that, there was still an absolutely overwhelming vote in favour of the proposals. So, you know, if you turn it into a trans trans debate and then it wins handsomely, I think there's a message there for any leader yep. who really wants to be in touch and doing the things that um, the country is saying it should do. Well, that's, Not that any of this has anything to do with a federal politician. That's true too. You know, we've got it's passports. It's a state-based that, issue. That's um, right. And I think you'll find that the, the Western Australian Law, Law Reform Commission is currently reviewing birth certificate legislation there and is likely to to come out with the same sort of proposals that we currently have in the Parliament in Tasmania. I think New South Wales and Queensland are are both looking at similar proposals. Um, Federal politicians should just leave it to the states to treat their citizens fairly, I think. Well, you've got a good point that birth certificates are a matter for each state and territory. The only the major document at a federal level is passports, and that got pretty much sorted out in two thousand and eleven. Um, yeah. Have to catch up with um, the good people in the west um, from Transfolk of WA and find out what's going on over there soon. And of course, we're well, we're on pause button here for about three weeks, waiting for our state election results. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there were a few other things to um, clear up that um, you know, sort of came through that were on my mind. I, most our conversation has been focused on trans and gender diverse, and mm-hmm. whilst neither of us, um, well, I know, for, I'd better just say for myself, I don't have an intersex variation. Um, birth certificates can affect people with intersex variations, and I know you don't, I don't know if um, Transforming no, Tasmania does speak for intersex, but um, has there been well, consultation in there? We, we've consulted quite extensively with um, Intersex Human Rights Australia. Oh, cool. um, 
and had in fact included um, an amendment which would um, which would using the criminal code uh, in, with next straight after the clause that um, prohibits um, female genital mutilation, it would have included a clause which made it a criminal offence for um, for surgery on children with um, sex characteristic variations um, where that surgery wasn't necessary to save lives, that it shouldn't happen until the individual whose body you're talking about was in a position to, to have a say on what happened. Um, but we've taken advice on that from a, a number of sources and, and it really does need... It's, it's incredibly complex in the, the number of laws that, affect, that are affected um, and that's something that we've, we've sort of given our support to a notion of it being sent off to the Tasmanian Law Reform Institute for review and consultation. Um, but what we'd like to see is the Tasmanian government, rather than simply fobbing it off as every government in recent years has done, mm. we would like to see a commitment from the government to, A, send it off to the Tasmanian Law Reform Institute, and B, um, give us a timeline that they will yep. act on the recommendations of the Institute rather than doing what's happened. You know, it, It's the same as a birth certificate stuff. So it's 14 years I've personally been mm. lobbying for birth certificate reform, um, and every government of, of any persuasion in the last 14 years has found a reason for putting it off until another day. Um, so we'd like to see, yeah, we'd like to see the, um, the stuff around surgery on, on intersex children referred and a solid time frame for dealing with the outcomes of that process. Yep. But obviously that has, has needs to be led by intersex-specific organisations and individuals for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. But the recommendation we put up um, as part of this, the proposal we put up was was, was um, constructed entirely on advice from um, intersex organisations. Cool. We just decided that we'd do because we're nice people. We, we took advice and we proposed that. Um, but it probably does need a heck of a lot of work to, to come up with something which is going to, to work legally um, and create a situation where those surgeries can't be performed. Right. So the last question I've got is um, you've got um, two houses of parliament in Tasmania, yes, Legislative yep. Council, the Legislative Assembly, um, and... Um, regardless of which electoral system is in which house, it's got to get through both. And I'm sitting here looking at the breakup of the members in your upper house, which is not as party-lined as most other parliaments in Australia are. So this no, begs the question... The upper house has traditionally been a house of independent review. I think it was set up that way back in the 1800s to yep. ensure that the landed gentry could control anything that was going on with um, in the lower house. Um, so it's traditionally been... Very independent. Uh, um, it now does have quite solid party representation, but it, yeah, it's always a bit touch and go. Yeah. So you've got to get through there, which has party representation independence, and you've got to get through the lower house. I know mm-hmm. trying to predict the behaviour of politicians <laughs> has its challenges, but um, what what are the probabilities at this stage of getting some of getting the outcomes? Well, there are, there are a couple of things. We certainly have the support of the Greens and Labor on this because initially initially we wanted to see this happen as a um, non-party political mm. um, lower house 
gesture to trans and gender diverse Tasmanians to correct something that's been out of kilter for a long time. But the government um, has decided that it doesn't want to do that for whatever reasons. Um, so it wasn't until the government gave a very clear answer that they wouldn't consider, take these amendments to Parliament that um, we sat down and talked to the Greens and showed the Greens the proposals and Labor the proposals. Um, so we've got their support. Um, there are a couple of possibilities. The the government has, in Tasmania has traditionally, at least in recent years, it has allowed a conscience vote on LGBTI issues. Uh-huh. Um, whether that's a possibility. If not, the numbers uh, are evenly split in the lower house and it would come down to the vote of um, the Speaker, Sue Hickey. Um, and <laughs> that's that's always going to be a slightly unknown, but um, Sue was formerly the, um, the Mayor of Hobart City Council um, and an incredibly strong supporter of LGBTI rights. Um, and I've got, yeah, I've got faith that um, she she will possibly come down on it. Well, I'm pretty confident that she she's supportive of this. We've certainly been lobbying and she certainly seems um, supportive. But again, it's politics and you can't really tell. Well, that's the thing. The total numbers in the lower house um, is Liberals 13, Labor 10, Greens 12. So she is the proverbial swing vote there. And then you've got... Um, a large number of independents in the upper house. So yes, um, 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 wear reinforcements on your fingernails or something, and um, because they could be bitten a lot or something like that. Yeah, look, I, I'm pretty confident that we can, we can, with a, another couple of weeks of lobbying, we can, we can have the numbers in the upper house. Um, and I pre, I, I'm also equally confident that um, the lower house, through either a conscience vote or um, a split in the speaker's deciding vote may very well come out in favour. All right. So I suppose one more question then. Is there anything that trans and gender diverse people, first of all, and allies, first of all, I'll say trans and gender diverse family and allies, first in Tasmania and then from anywhere else can do, and I should, I could also ask and not do, that would um, be of assistance? It's a bit of an ask, but um, it certainly wouldn't hurt. The, the thing, for particularly for the upper house in Tasmania, the, the thing is that um, the um, politicians are always swayed by what they read in their inboxes uh, and what they they hear from their electorate and from others. Um, and it would be a wonderful thing if if Tasmanians and any and allies anywhere else were. Yeah, could find a, a moment to write to a to an MLC member of the, the Legislative Council and um, suggest that they've got that opportunity to, in fact, do something very good and to again put Tasmania at the forefront of of social justice issues in, in this country because it, it's somewhere where we proudly sat for a long time and was split. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll uh, make a reminder to do that. I'll pop a couple of links up to the um, Yeah, I'm listings. sorry, I don't have them off the top of my head here, but the, they're fairly easy to find links to the email addresses of Upper House members. And um, yep. there's a couple in particular, um, Tanya Ratray um, and a couple of others in the north of the state who uh, could maybe do with a bit of support because it's far easier for politicians to, to stand strong if they know that 
um, people around the country actually think that it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, it, and it certainly is a good thing to do, Sally. Absolutely, yeah. And you can get lists from both for both houses at parliament.tas.gov.au. Look under House of Assembly and Legislative Council. Um, we definitely need it, and we hope you very much hope that Tasmania gets it and a, a nice cool southerly breeze blows across Bass Strait to here in Victoria and we can do the same flipping things pretty much. So um, we'll stick together on this for sure. Thank you, Sally. All right, Martine, thanks for your time on a Sunday. Um, a good, you are most welcome. A good long chat, and, yeah, all the best for it, and um, hopefully we'll celebrate soon because, of course, the forced divorce stuff has to be done by about 7th of December. So um, Now, with their, with their, their fitting days, um, it'll be decided one way or other by the first week of December. All it right. Has, it has to be. So Fing, fingers, toes, crossed. and all other things crossed. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. All available appendages. Okay, thanks, Martine. Have a good one. Thank you, Sally. Take care. Veteran trans campaigner uh, Martine Delaney, an absolute, um, absolute um, 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 punter for trans rights um, in Tasmania, talking in depth about what the ta- proposed um, reforms um, that have been put up by um, transforming Tasmania are, what they aren't, what the myths are, and what you can do. Um, so if you're a trans and gender diverse person, family or ally, um, support it because that means we'd have another state in the right place. All right, 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And well, let's have a bit more Tasmanian stuff from one another great Tasmanian campaign of the 80s. Let the Franklin flow. This was the Gordon Franklin Wilderness Ensemble, members of Red Gum, Goanna and others, um, at a concert at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl, Stop the Drop, in 1982. You're on Out of the Pan with Sally. Published or Not has been around for years, but now Jan Goldsmith is joined by... David McLean. We will chat about words and writing, authors and audiences, publishers and printing, a voice for them all on 3CR. Published or not, every Thursday, 11.30 till noon. When you get home, baby, write me a few of your lines. I'm Mauro Durante from Canzoniere Grecanico Salentino. This is 3CR 855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important. The spirit of community is the most important thing. So subscribe. Three CR eight five five AM. Three CR digital. Three CR dot Three CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan. First broadcasting noon till one. Sunday afternoon with Sally. Thanks for your company. Thanks to Martine for a really good in-depth analysis of the truth and, dare I say, favourite word, the shenanigans. Nothing, nothing worse than a bad shenanigan, but a good shenanigan can be good. Um, of um, um, the Tasmanian birth certificate proposals. Um, so, lots of things that are coming up in the community. Um, Bent TV on this Friday, um, as it always is, at eleven o'clock. And Seahorse for Trans People meets in the Inner East um, on the second Saturday of every month. So that's coming up um, this week for trans and gender diverse people. A very safe space if you're just on the way out. Um, no, not just coming out. Oh, well, that, isn't, that happened to me the other day. I was um, in a car park and 
someone said to me as I approached my car, are you on the way out? And I said, well, I'm 53, but you don't have to rub it in. Ageism, it's disgraceful. Anyway, um, someone who has fought hard and he hasn't always got it right, but you've got to give him credit and he's having a very happy situation um, next week. Michael Kirby, um, former High Court judge, will marry his partner, Johan van Vloten, on the 50th anniversary of when they first met. So, yeah, we're coming up for a year since the postal survey and the change of the marriage laws. Um, but, um, you know, um, he will um, you know, sort of, um, they will get married on 11 February next year, the 50th anniversary of their first meeting, which is kind, which is kind of nice. That was one of the good things that um, came out coming out, coming out everywhere, off marriage, every certainty of that. Um, and other things happening this week, the Polyvic discussion group for people in, um, wanting to find out more about multiple ethical relationships um, this Tuesday night. Um, check polyvic.org.au. Um, something else that I've come up with, um, a local spoken word artist and two times TEDx speaker Fleecy Marley is launching her debut album Unhear This on November the 23rd um, at um, 222 Johnson Street um, at um, from 7pm till midnight um, $45 in advance $50, $60 on the door includes album oh sorry, um, $55 including the album, $60 on the door including album, um, contact um, Flea, Flea, FLE a double S Y M L M A L A Y at Gmail dot com. Let's have that again. F L E A double S Y M A L A Y at Gmail dot com. And something that's coming up um before that on um no, November the sixteenth is the launch of the um down at Chasers for their fortieth birthday of um, Venus to Mars and Venus the single Fly Me to the Moon, a very funky version. I've heard a bit of a sample of it and it's, um, well, Frank Sinatra, eat your heart out or something. So lots of things happening. Um, something we should give advance notice of, there will be a candlelight vigil for Trans Day of Remembrance on Tuesday 20 November at Hairs and Owners, an event run by um, Transgender Victoria. Um, so keep an eye on that. Um, so lots of things what are happening um, on relation to that one um so yep that one's coming up and of course state election um, get all the grassroots coverage on a whole range of issues here on 3cr um interesting um to um yeah to um see what happens i don't think the you know the polls for what it's worth saying that the election is the state election is 53-47 or one this week saying 54-46 in favour of Labor, but of course that's statewide and it depends where the votes break in the seats and all that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be pretty close is all I'm going to say. So um, I never, of course, would tell anyone how to vote. I'd just say think carefully um, about what you want in accordance with your own values um, is about all you can really say there. And um, as I say, in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some grassroots perspectives from the point of view of parts of the rainbow communities with um, Felicity Marlowe from Rainbow Families and um, Rebecca Dominguez from Bisexual Alliance on next week and Dale Park from the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby who will give us the outcomes of um, the LGBTI community survey that followed from the LGBTI booklet rainbowvotes.org.au. So, yep, some community grassroots election coverage in the next couple of weeks. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species 
And today their guest will be Graham Linsell, who's running for the Animal Justice Party and does lots of other stuff as well. So, yep, definitely talking all things animale as they do. Um, take it out today with, um, well, talking animal, um, a track from Rosie Burgess and, of course, people driving around on what effectively becomes a long weekend and, well, as much as I'm all for a holiday, I can't really like the reasons given what some of our horses end up going through. Um, so, yeah, um, strength and love to the horses. But if you are driving around, be careful of animals on the roads. Be careful in lots of ways, but be careful of animals. Here's the here's Rosie Burgess, the Rosie Burgess set from Live at the Wesleyan and a track called Roadkill. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.